Online and Podcast. I'm Michelle. And I'm Becca. We're just a couple of spiritually aware chicks who have some interesting things to say. I was giving Rebecca a bit of a look there. Look at the show notes. It's it's over there. Um, Now, Rebecca, today we want to get um, our listener at home to kind of learn something. And, you know, sometimes we do that with our week, you know, the week that's been covering that. Uh, We'd like to talk about, I guess, the things that we've learned. And we hope that the listener at home might get something out of that as well. Um, I'm going to do the card draw today, Rebecca, as well. And um, if you want to do affirmations or anything, you're more than welcome. Uh, But I want to draw a card because you drew a card last week. So I'm going to draw one today. Anyway, Rebecca, would you like to outline the theme maybe uh, for today? So our theme today is Close Encounters. This is episode five of our podcast, which is very exciting. Very exciting. It's getting more and more exciting, Michelle. Certainly does. We'd be interested to hear in the comments if you can put them in what sort of Close Encounters you've come across. Mm -hmm. Yep, we like to hear from everybody. Uh, we are on Facebook, Living Enlightened, and uh, we have an email address as well, livingenlightened33 at gmail.com. If you want to get in touch, give us some ideas. If there's things you'd like us to talk about each week, we're all ears, Rebecca and I. We're also hoping to use this podcast or this platform, I was going to say, to promote other lightworkers. So we have reached out to some lightworkers, I guess, by my business page, and I think um, Beck may have reached out as well. And so if you do have something to tell, like a story to tell, if there's something amazing that you're doing, some amazing modality, um, get in touch. You know, we'd love to talk about you, um, help promote you. Um, This is sort of the idea of, I guess, living enlightened. You know, it's not just a podcast, but it's a bit of a community. Uh, And we did do a joint Facebook Live on Sunday night into the group. And we will do more of those sorts of things as well. Maybe some card draws and things like that as well. So, Michelle, yes, what's been going on with you this week? Uh, Well, uh, last week, Rebecca, last week, uh, we actually did trivia. And I don't know that I spoke about it in the last episode, but with a bunch of lightworkers. I don't know if I was saying that in the last episode. But anyway, I invited some of the girls from our mentorship group to trivia. And we had about seven people and my parents were there as well. But it was just really funny, Beck, because like sometimes I feel like when I'm at trivia, I feel like sometimes I just know an answer, but I don't know it as in I read it in a book. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's clear cognizance and I kind of just go, this is what it is. And it's almost that feeling. It's almost like I feel like that's the correct answer. And then other people like talk me out of it. And then it is the correct answer. So anyway, we had all these light workers there. It was quite funny because they were asking about like a century um, and, you know, numbers. We often do numbers in mentorship, you know, reading minds and blah, blah, blah. And so they were after this century and we were talking and I think Denise was like, it's the 13th. And then one of the other ladies said it was the 11th and Denise is very psychic. And um, the answer ended up being the 14th century. So she was one off. Um, but I had another couple of light workers there and they were all sort of going along with Denise saying, yeah, we think it's 13th as well. And um, it ended up being 14th. So it's quite beneficial is what I wanted to say. having those people who have that, you know, intuition, have a bit of guidance. And because there was quite a few things where they come up with answers. And my dad was like, how did you know that? Like, where did that come from? And it was definitely that they were just using (laughs) their intuition and their guidance because um, that's, you know, I get numbers that way as well. And I said to Denise, yeah, I feel like it's like, I think I said 12 and she said 13 and the answer was 14. So we were all sort of very skirting around it. And it could have been any century. I mean, the, the question was hopeless. Like the, it's like a baffler. It's like a real kind of like yeah. random thing. Um, so yeah, there was no real clue. And uh, I thought that was quite amazing. We were one away. Um, Beck, what have you been up to? What's been going on with you? Oh, I have had my children return to, all four of them have returned to school as of this week. Hooray. Yay. Yay, yay, yay. So they're sort of getting back to a bit of normality there. And I think the first day I was a bit lost. I was like, gee, it's awful quiet here. <laughs> I'm going to take advantage of this. So I did. Is that when you took <laughs> up your new meditating. hobby? Is that the new hobby? No, no, that was this morning. That was this morning. So this morning what I did is um, I <laughs> dropped the kids off to school and I came home and I just thought I'd quickly flick through my Instagram post before I started, you know, all the fun stuff like housework. <laughs> and I got came across some inspiration with these little plastic um, flowers and you, you make them out of uh, plastic soft drink, like soft drink bottle sort of things. Uh, normally we recycle all of ours, but I saw this and I went, you know what, I'm sure I've got a green bottle there. And I walked out and cut it up and cut it out and 
did everything I needed to do. I made these little plastic flowers and melted them down to to make the petals fold over and um, so much fun. And it was just so good. I just took my mind off everything. Just didn't have to. I just took my mind off the housework. It just, <laughs> Sadly. It was yes. really good. No, no. <laughs> and you I put copper on it. Done. You put copper on it I did, well. yeah. So I made um, some copper stems for the you know out of wire for the stems and I've just sort of wrapped it around and it just looks I think I think it looks really pretty yeah your picture was really, unbelievable I was I didn't really realize you'd made them proud yeah I was yeah, just skipping yeah. through social media I was like what on earth is this oh my god and uh, my daughter came home from school my youngest daughter came home and she's like what did you make that is that glass and I said no and said, what is it I said it's your soft drink bottle <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so she thinks it's super cool um, so, so cool. I might have a look at what I can do to get some more bottles and maybe um, maybe we can make them for the PNC because I'm um, second assistant secretary in the PSC. What PNC a great idea. School. Might be good for Mother's Day or something next yes, year. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, yeah, the fire. I, I mean, thinking. getting the kids to make them might be interesting because you've got to. Oh, no, we'll, yeah. we'll make them and, yeah. and the kids can, yeah. you know, choose them if, they, if, they, if they're desired that way that's a great idea um but yeah just doing just it was really good it was just it really inspired me and I thought I'm going to do that right now I always go through and see things and I go save it save it save it but this was just like I'm doing this right now well you have <laughs> it was really good me Rebecca it was as well. good so thank you My and hopefully the creativity can you put a photo into the show notes of that I will try and put a file try and get a good photo yeah get a good photo board. and put them in the show notes and I can share it on social media so people can have a look because they'll hear this and be like what does it look like what does it look like I know and of course of course of course do you think I can find the post again you, you <laughs> can't find and looking oh in messenger it's in messenger no in the, on instagram it came up with the instagram thing um like it just came oh, up on Instagram. Oh, the other, right, right, right. Together, yeah, yeah. So, no, no, yeah, I posted it in yeah. um, our Messenger chat, but mm. um, the actual, so, mm. so I can't even give claim to whoever posted it eee. and brought the idea to me. Eee. So, you know, whoever it is, absolutely fantastic and you certainly got me inspired. Hooray. <laughs> that's sem- that's sort of right. a credit. We're trying to give credit here. So I'm trying to give credit. I'm trying to do the right thing. <laughs> yeah, um, but before we get into the show, I just wanted to show you my card. So this is a crystal medicine yes. oracle and I will put this into show notes as well, um, Rochelle Sharman. So this is uh, really beautiful and very relevant, I think, at the moment because this is angelic celestite, cosmos, one and the same. You know, it's all about um, energy, raw energy. So really understanding that. And I feel like I'm getting a real, especially through my readings lately, I feel like there's a little um, om in the picture down there as well at the bottom. There's a little om, got all the chakras. And it's what the picture looks like is like a clear channel. So there's a person sitting cross-legged. There's a galaxy sitting up above them. And it's almost like the person is really tapping into the energy of the galaxy, the cosmos. And that's what we all do, you know, as healers, as readers, we're tapping into that, you know, it's like the veil's thinner. It's getting the information we need, doing a real download. This is a real light worker. It does feel kind of what we do. But generally speaking, I feel like people are getting a bit more closer to remembering that they are energy and we're just energy. So when we die, our physical body dies, the spirit goes on, you know, it doesn't die. So I feel like there's that real message around at the moment, you know, the cosmos, we're all connected to it. We're all the same. We're all plugging into it. And that's where we get a lot of our energy from, you know. So if you're burning the candle at both ends, you're getting really tired. You need to plug in and recharge. You know, that's meditation for me as well. Sitting there cross-legged meditation. So tapping into source. Um, So, and uh, there's a number down the bottom, 15, one and five or six. And six can be sometimes a bit pessimistic. So remembering that, you know, everything with uh, COVID, and I'm going to say the word COVID, everything that's going on at the moment, there is a purpose. Um, It serves a purpose. And a lot of it is to do with letting go. Uh, Letting go of control, surrendering, going with the flow, you know, be more spontaneous, all of that. So that's what we need to really get back to. And it's um, yeah, pretty much back to basics, I feel. So that's uh, Crystal Medicine Oracle, Ro- Rochelle Sharman. Ow, that's my knee. And I will uh, put uh, the information into show notes for that card deck. Beck? Lovely. So shall we get into, I, w- I just want to say too, with yeah. those cards, I noticed that um, it had the chakras 
uh, yes, it does. It colours down the side with the yep. with the meditation down the side. That's right mm-hmm. to the gateway too. So that's mm. just remembering that the energy surrounding you as well and and where you're going. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Beautiful. Yeah. It's a beautiful card. It's a very clear channel, but it is tapping into that uh, source energy. Uh, and the beautiful celestite blue all around there as well. Um, and that is your throat space communication. Uh, but it is gentle. Celestite's very gentle. So speaking uh, from the heart a little bit there. Uh, okay, so Beck, what I wanted to start with tonight um, and today as we're recording this is that, you know, a lot of the time, because I'm in this business, a lot of people don't realize I've only been doing it for two years. Um, I was doing it as a side hustle, but it is quite new to me as well. Not even two years. It was March 2020, so not even two years. So a lot of people say to me, you know, when did you know you had something? Because I mentor, I guess my mentorship clients sometimes ask me that. How did you know, you know, that you had a gift? And probably the first reference was, I don't know, well, I used to sleep, walk and sleep, talk. And I guess that's not overly common, but I don't know that I realized what that meant uh, at the time. But that was kind of a bit different and because everyone did it. But also because I had this lady with no face and no like fingers, no, no real definition, uh, come into my room every night. And uh, since I was a kid, like since I can remember... So I moved to Sydney when I was three and probably from my earliest memory, I've got very early memories um, of this lady staying at the foot of my bed and she just made me feel really safe. And I did try to tell some kids at school and they were terrified because when I said she had no face, they're all thinking, Oh my God, like this is a horror story. And I'm like, no, no, no. I just, I don't, I think it may be more confronting if she had a face. I don't know. Like it was just her presence was very motherly. Um, it was very non-threatening and I didn't feel scared of it. But I guess when you're telling other kids, this person's in your room with no face, they're like, Oh my God, that's horrifying. So, you know, um, over the years, that's probably the first time, but over the years, you know, I had all my grandparents come to me after they died um, and other relatives, including my mum's brother. So um, I went to my brother's funeral, recognised this story. My right ear is ringing all of a sudden. That's very interesting. Went to my uncle's funeral and then he followed me home and all afternoon I was doing readings and he kept jumping in there with his fishing and his pizza dough and his fishing and his pizza dough. And I'm thinking, oh my God. Anyway, Uncle Trevor, that's Uncle Trevor, he showed up on Monday last week, a week ago, and I had a client here and she goes, oh, there's a man standing next to you and he looks like this and he's very, very tall and he's talking about fishing and whatever else. And I just went, oh my God. And I said, it's my Uncle Trevor. And my first feeling went to his brother. My first thought went to his brother, mum's other brother. And on Wednesday, I spoke to mum and dad and I said, have you spoken to Kevin, uh, Trevor, his brother showed up on Monday and I just felt to ask about your brother. Kevin and he said, and she said, no, I haven't spoken to Kevin. Kevin died on the weekend. So five days, six days, Monday to Saturday. Uh, Monday was when Trevor came in Saturday. He died. His brother died, but I had a very strong feeling that that's what it was about. Cause I said to mum, have you spoken to Kevin? And she hadn't. So I guess that was an opportunity probably for her to speak to him. um, And that's, you know, up to her and she didn't. And then he died on the weekend. But, you know, this is how it's always been with me. You know, my grandparents came to give me messages for different family members, you know, giving us a heads up. And it was a very gentle heads up, you know, like Kevin had been sick for quite a while. It wasn't an entire surprise. We didn't know when. But the fact that he showed up on the Monday, I just kind of went, it's not going to be long. And I said that to my husband. I said, I just don't feel like it's going to be very far away. And I got the message from dad on Sunday morning um, saying that he'd passed. So, you know, it can be very useful. And I guess, you know, some of us become kind of messengers, you know, some of us become messengers in this work. The other thing that I just wanted to mention, Beck, is when I was a kid, I read a book about um, ESP and I can't remember the title of the book, but the book was about ESP, extrasensory perception. And there was a girl in the story and she was doing all of these amazing things. And I was like, oh, that's kind of what I do. And I just thought it was my imagination. Like everyone's always said to me, you've got a vivid imagination, Michelle. Like I used to talk about a lot of stuff that people would just discount it. But I read this book and I kind of went, oh my God, that's what I do. So ever since then, it was like, that's where I really got it. Um, and that was when I was still quite young. So, but you know, other people sort of wrote it off. So it's just interesting, you know, um, where it all comes from. But um, that is my story. Beck, have you got anything you wanted to say there? Well, I just wanted to say, since though you brought up the books, um, I know well, we've had this discussion before, but just for the, for the listeners that um, out there, Michelle and I have, um, <laughs> I think we, after getting to know each other and chatting a bit, uh, we sort of both had similar experiences growing up, whereas we spent a lot of our time in the library looking for the scariest things oh, yeah. we could read because oh, we were yeah. just so drawn to it. And it wasn't yeah. to scare ourselves. It was just because we were just so interested. Really in interested, yeah. And um, it's, it's funny because um, our 
librarian and this is like primary school so we're talking kindergarten here in Canberra it's kindergarten to year six and I remember our going in there and finding these books and, and you know and it was you know old school back then when you actually had to go up and they would the sign your book in and cards. sign it and then stamp it and you take your library card and, and do all of that and I think she sort of picked up that I kept going back to these books and then asking her for anything else um, and it got to the point where I'd walk into the library it was up on the second floor and I'd walk into the library and she'd have a pile of books there for me to choose and we're only like ready to go books. yeah one or two she books well. so it's um just with you uh, yeah, raising those books and what you, you do, it's just sort of... That's know, so cool. Yeah, really, I've got so really many cool. ghost books on my bookshelf over here. It's like yeah. I love that sort of stuff, <laughs> near-death experiences, ghosts. Like I've got a big picture book and it's got all the pictures of the ghosts, like famous pictures of ghosts, like appearing in castles and stuff like that. I love that sort of stuff. Yeah, well, how many times have we been sitting on... <laughs> you're in Queensland, he, down here in Canberra, um, there's a new show and oh my gosh did you see this episode did you see yeah. this <laughs> yeah yeah so, awesome. yeah because so I think good. it's a good way to unwind yeah and also because I think people want to believe in something else you know like I think more of us sort of want to believe that there is something you know obviously we do this work and that's one thing but yeah. you know relaxing watching something it's a bit different to actually sitting there on the spot having to read and bring through information yeah. It's a bit more like you're sitting back and, oh, my God, oh, wow, oh, wow. Um, I love that. Uh, Paranormal Court, is it Paranormal Court on Camera? Yeah, that's a really good show. You recommended that to me, I think. Yeah, Paranormal yeah. Court on Camera. That's really cool. There's, there's been some really, there's some really good ones there. Yeah. Um, but do you think it's that more people are wanting to believe or do you think it's more people are believing and um, resonating more with it? I Look, the way that I'm going to answer that and hopefully this answers it, what I feel like is since COVID and since restrictions with cemeteries and funerals and la, 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 I think I've been seeing a lot more people that wouldn't normally have had a reading in the past because they didn't get to say their proper goodbyes. They want some closure. They mm. want to know that the relative was okay with the fact that there weren't, you know, 300 people there. So I feel like that was kind of the beginning of something, but I've just seemed to be seeing more people who are really skeptical and they've lost someone unexpectedly, lost someone tragically and they just want answers, you know, and they're looking for something, you know, they don't know what they're looking for, they're looking for something. I'm reading for a lot of first timers, you know, yeah. like whether it's COVID, I do feel like there's been a definite shift in people, you know, turning to spirit a bit more. Is there something there? I need something to look forward to. Yeah. I wonder if because everyone was sort of forced to like, you know, the daily routines and, and, mm. and all of that sort of went yeah. out the window. So they were forced to to um, the C19, it sort of forced them to, to sit back and relax a bit and have more time to, mm. to you know. Yeah. And when we slow down, when we actually slow our mind down, you can, you know, that's where you start to, to let more in. Mm -hmm. Totally agree mm. with you. Yeah. Totally that's agree. very interesting. Mm. I remember when I was four, I was playing, <laughs> playing in the spare room. Um, so when up the hall and there was the first bedroom on the left um there was this it was like a spare room it had this mattress that was just sort of there and and it had this this big you know unlock the cupboard wardrobe and it had the mirrors on the side and it had all of my merit certificates in there that i had been you know sort of working my way up to so maybe i was a bit older than that it must be like five or six perhaps um because i had those merit certificates but I remember being in there and just being, you know, just sauntering around the room. I was so proud of myself, absolutely proud of myself. I was just in the best mood and I'm sort of dancing around there in front of the mirrors with my certificates and reading them out like, you know, and for improved reading, well done, Rebecca, blah, 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 blah. And I was just, you know, living my own little theatrical episode there so I'm <laughs> as sitting around Joy's bottom at your face I, yeah. I was I was in my happy joy place it was um, <laughs> <laughs> my happy joy place <laughs> happy joy place it was always the name of my cat for the listener at home <laughs> and Joyce just walked across the table yeah <laughs> oh dear so anyway I'm doing this and then all of a sudden I heard and it was like it was like now I can explain it as there was like speakers up in the room, up in the corner of the room, and there's just laugh came through. A laugh. It was a 
male, very masculine, very deep, very, you know, it was a laugh. And I remember sitting there um, and I just sort of stopped and looked around and closed the cupboard and backed out of the room slowly and shut the door. I didn't go back in there again. <laughs> so that was the first time I had ever heard. Um, there was no one else there. There was it, no it, it one else there. It didn't feel scary though. Like it didn't feel scary. Did, well, at that age, I wasn't, I wasn't kind of scared. I was just like, okay, I really don't know what that is and I cannot see you. So I'm just walking out the room. But I was, okay. as I said, I was like four or five years old. Um, but it was, it was really quite interesting. Um, and I think about a cool that story. a lot. Yeah. I think about that a lot. Yeah. And it's so like that was, has an impact on you to the point where you do, you know, it's always in the back of your mind you know, and that's yeah. a sign that there's something, something big. Something going on there. Yes, mm. absolutely. Mm. Um, so that was, that was one of, I think that was one of the earliest encounters uh, with spirit that I've ever, ever had. Mm -hmm. um, I was just thinking while we were talking too, I was casting my mind back and um, I remember like, and I don't know what this was, but I just, I've always felt, and I don't know if you're the same, I've always felt very protected like I had a job to do. I've always felt like, felt like I wasn't going to die young. You know what I mean? I felt like I always had a job to do. So it was like, I feel like no matter what I do, I will be protected within reason. Obviously jumping off a building is not great, but you know, within reason, I've always felt like I was meant to be here. And when I was a kid and this had a big impact on me, when I was a kid, I was, um, typing on a computer. It was the old fashioned computers and you had to hit enter after everything. And it was like really clunky and old fashioned. And I was in my bedroom um, and I don't know, it would have been 12 or 13 or something. And, uh, and I was talking there. And anyway, I was typing and I kept like forgetting to hit enter. So I was going out to dad and I'm like, this thing isn't working. What is it? What can I do? And he was out in the lounge room. He wasn't in my room, but I was asking him and I went out three times. So I kept going out and I was like, it's not working. It's not working. And I wasn't hitting enter. And it was just so dumb because I know to hit enter, you know, like it's like this was definitely meant to happen for a reason. And I went out there the third time and I went, Dad, it's not. And then we heard this almighty crash, went in the room and my light cover had exploded and it was like a big thick glass. It had exploded. And where I was sitting, there was glass, great big chunks of glass all over the seat. And that actually sliced. And I had this um, hutch. It was like a hutch I was working from. Um, it actually sliced through the really hard plastic handles and they're hard, like they're hard, hard, hard. Wow. It sliced through them like butter. They were all cut up. And I had that drawer until I left home and it always reminded me, but I actually turned the handles upside down so I couldn't see, you know, the cuts and everything because it, it was very traumatizing. But I walked back in and dad and I just like, oh my God. And we never put another light cover on. There was never another light cover on there. But I felt like I'd been saved because dad said, he looked at the computer, the computer was still there covered in glass, but he said, you have to hit enter. And I went, oh, <laughs> and it's those moments where you feel like sometimes your brain kind of takes a holiday, but it was meant to be. I was meant to do that. I was meant to do that yeah. silly thing because Absolutely. Yeah, it's like you weren't, you didn't hit enter. And I'm like, I know to hit enter. How did I not hit enter? And it was like, everything became really clear. It was like crystal yeah. clear. And I think when you have a near death, you know, it wasn't a near death experience per se, but when you have a very close encounter like that, geez, it makes you appreciate life. And geez, it makes you go, yeah, like I am meant to be here. So I really, from that point forward was just really grateful, really grateful. Cause that was, that was full on. That was full on Rebecca. It was full on. I'm, I, lo I love how um, cool and calm your dad kept too. He's just sort of looked up and gone, you forgot to press enter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that was after we surveyed yeah. the damage yeah. and everything else. So he was like, by the way, by the way, um, by the way, keeping on track. <laughs> yes. Back to business. Oh my goodness. Enter. But that, yeah, that just really reminded me of that. Um, anyway, I did have a close encounter with hubby, Rebecca, um, and yeah. it was in New York and that was not long after we sort of met and, you know, he wasn't really believing in, and all of this stuff. Anyway, I had all these, um, you know, ghosts, let's say ghosts, um, come into the room. And they were all previous, um, you know, residents. There was one like, you know, person who looked like she worked there as a maid or something. There was a few dogs. So there was dogs that had died in the house and they're all at the end of the bed. And I'm telling Jason, they don't want to sit in this room for whatever reason, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, sure, Michelle, no worries, go to sleep. So we've gone to sleep and then he's woken up in the middle of the night and the bed's shaking. It was one of those old like metal beds, really rickety. So the whole bed frame is shaking and it was like, 
And he's like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And he's like woken up. And I'm like the lightest sleeper known to man. Like anything wakes me up. Someone walks in the room, I'm all over it. Like I'm awake. I'm very, very light sleeper. He looks over at me and he swears to God to this day that I was speaking a different language. And I was totally asleep, like dead asleep, not impacted by this movement at all. And I was speaking a different language. He looked at me, looked at the bed and he was like, oh my God, can you just stop? Can you just stop shaking the bed? And then somehow he managed to go back to sleep. I don't know how. And in the morning he told me about it and he said, I believe you. I believe you. So we'd only been together. We started dating in January and that was October of the same year. So we'd only been together about, you know, nine, 10 months. And yeah. he said, I believe you. And that was, that was that. And ever since then, um, you know, his dad's been in a lot. His dad's in spirit. You know, his dad's in a lot. Jason's not getting into motorbikes and his dad used to ride triumphs. And I really feel like his dad's influencing him. You know, I, I do feel like that with us in spirit that we all get influenced by things. Um, and I really feel like his dad's influencing him because he's now starting to get into the things that his dad was into. So it's just yeah. really interesting. Um, the intuition. Because as soon as Jason was like, I'm, right, I'm getting my motorbike license. I was like, oh, David's around. David's around <laughs> influencing you, son and getting him to spend more money. Uh, anyway, that's, that's all I wanted to say about that. Um, Rebecca. You, you add, yeah. Oh dear. Look, I had, um, and I think I've spoken to you uh, about this one or would have been, would have been maybe 10 months ago, nine or 10 months ago, perhaps. I had come in from work one evening and had gone and sat down on the couch and I could see the curtains drawn, but I could see that the outside light kept coming on and off. There's like this sensor light out there, which isn't, you know, such a, they do that. That's what they're designed for, sensor lights. They come on and off. But this was really weird. It was, it was almost as if it didn't want to turn off and it was like it was just it would turn off and then it would be straight back on. It wasn't like it had turned off and waited and then something else had, had triggered it. So it just kept going and I, it got, caught my attention. And I got up off the couch to go to the, the sliding door and pull the curtain and back. And as I've approached the curtain, I felt uh, in, my, in my heart, like in my chest area, all in the, the chest heart space area, um, I felt frozen. Like I had just paralyzed. Like, don't move. Don't move. Yep. Don't move. Oh. Don't move. But then at my legs, all my ankles and my legs right up to my knees were all warm. And it was almost as if something was brushing up against, like, you know, sort of moving around like this warm pocket of air moving around my legs. Um, and I thought to myself, do you know what? I'm not going to go check that out. Normally I would do that. Mm. I would get up, I'd go outside, see what's going on. Uh, but I didn't. And I, I just really feel like that could have been such a different ending if I had have not listened to that intuition, as you yeah. said before, um, not listened to that intuition and gone out there because it just it was like just, a warning. You know, to have that, it was like that. It was to have yeah, a warning, but afterwards. to know that I was protected as well, yeah. um, to have that warmth down the bottom. And I felt like that was my one of my dogs who, who were in spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, that was and that's the, the the sort of thing there and then the curtain had moved as well before I'd even touched it and I just went yeah not going there <laughs> that's it yeah that's it no. you have to trust that you have yeah. to trust that intuition I totally agree and it was um I remember you messaged me afterwards and we were trying to figure out if it was yeah your dog and um other things but it definitely felt like a warning yeah and that's yeah. why it's so important to listen to that intuition and always trust that because when we don't, we get into a bit of trouble. Um, speaking of that, that actually reminded me, remember, um, and you know this story, but um, when I was in the, uh, doing a paranormal investigation, remember I was in that house and the guys had managed to get me in the bedroom and it was the master bedroom. Yeah. And it was a family and the, the whole family was home. And I was saying to Beck, you know, it was very, there was a lot of trust in that, you know, the kids were there and I just thought, well, what can happen? You know, next minute I'm locked in a bedroom with the lights out and I'm going, oh, shivers, oh, shivers. Um, that's not what I was expecting. But I did get a bit of PTSD from that because um, it was obviously a man, you know, I was in his house and the room was all concrete. So um, there was one window, but there was sort of two doors and he was in between the two doors. So, and I was, it was pitch black because it was concrete. So um, that was quite terrifying. And I just thought, oh my God, all these old, you know, bloody horror movies and all this stuff, you know, what did she walk in the room for? It was like, I always just shout that in the TV. Don't walk up the stairs, go out the door. What are you doing? You know, right. like, don't, don't run up. up, don't run up. Oh, it's so infuriating. 
And then I did it and I'm going, oh my God. Anyway, I went and saw, so that experience happened. My team rocked up and I got out of the room. But so it ended okay. But what was happening in that moment, and this is about the intuition, was I was kind of standing there going, she's, geez, geez, what do I do? And I really felt like, do not move. Like you had that feeling, but I felt like I was hearing it. I felt like it was like, do not move, do not move. He can't hurt you. So I felt like there was almost like something a little darker at play here where it was like, I, I, if I come out of this space, if I move, he'll be able to do something and I don't want that to happen. So I just stayed put and it was a blessing. When I got out of there, I saw a healer friend of mine. She went, oh my God, you look like you've seen a ghost. You need to come and see me. So she took me inside, did a healing on me. And she said, I want you to take yourself back there, have a look around. And I looked around and I was surrounded by angels and they were huge, like huge. Mm. And I realized in that moment that that's the realm I work with. The angelic realm is what I work with. Now, I wasn't aware that they were there at the time, but I was hearing that message, do not move, do not move. And it was very calming and reassuring, but authority as well, do not move. And it mm. saved my life. I know it did. I know it did. Um, or trauma, you know what I mean? Uh, but I walked out of it and I, was, I did have PTSD. So it was so wonderful that I saw her and she's like, I'm going to take you back into it. And I'm like, I really don't want to go back into it. And she goes, you have to. And yeah. when I saw the angels, I was healed instantly. I have never had another feeling of PTSD around it. I do not get triggered. It was just, I had to go back in there and see. So, you Absolutely. know, if you listener at home, you know, this is so powerful, you know, having those experiences, that trauma. Often I say to people, put yourself back in there. What's around you? What's around you? Because we've got the angels there, but we're not, we're not realizing it you know, in the moment. And that was really healing for me. Um, but that's just reminded me. I just wanted to say that. The other thing I wanted to add is that when spirits around, sometimes I'll use my TV volume. So it's very common during mentorship when I've got people over and it did happen when I think um, Keith from Tesla was in the lounge room, mm -hmm. um, the TV volume went on and um, it goes on a lot. And so whenever spirits around, often I'll just flick the volume on and my husband will be like, Michelle, your friends are here. Tell them to turn the TV off. <laughs> But it did happen when um, Keith was talking to us from Tesla. He was here and the TV only went on and it was in front of everyone. Everyone just went, did that? And I went, yeah, it happens all the time. So someone mm. walked in and turned it on. So that's a way that I guess I know that they're around. Um, but one of my clients is quite funny. She, her son's in spirit. He died. And um, she was saying to me the other day, because he said in, in a reading with her, he said, I'm going to affect the lights. I'm going to do some stuff to the lights to let you know I'm there. That's how I'll let you know. Anyway, they had a complete power outage like power adage, like the light in her bedroom started going on, off, on, off, on, off and flickering and doing weird things. So she turned it off thinking, oh my God, the light bulb's going or something. And then she turned it back on and it wouldn't even go on. And she's like, oh my God. So then they're like, um, then all the lights in the house went off and she's like, oh my God, they're in the complete dark. And so they went out to the power box and they thought, oh, like it's been tripped, but it hadn't been tripped. It was still on. But all the, all the lights went out and then all of a sudden all the lights came back on again of their own accord. And she's like, yeah. oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um, so, you know, and she knew that who that was because she, I'd given her the heads up already um, in a reading. So it wasn't a complete surprise. Um, and the other client of Close Encounter that I just wanted to mention briefly was um, one of my clients in New Zealand, her grandma, um, came and sat in the chair in my lounge room. Now, I was very focused on doing some past life stuff. And obviously, you know, spirit comes through in readings and all of that. But generally, I don't see them so much. I generally just know what they felt, you know, physically and stuff. So anyway, I'm doing this past life thing. And all of a sudden, this woman's sitting there and she was as clear as day, like, as, like I'm looking at you. And I, I actually jolted and I went, oh, my God. And like, I actually got a shock. And then I went, oh, who are you? And she told me all about her life. She was in an asylum. She was put away, la, la, la. And I gave all the info to Kim and she goes, that's my, um, that's my grandma. Wow. It was my grandma. She was committed. <laughs> she was committed. Uh, and I was like, that is unbelievable. I can't believe that. But it was shocking to me because I don't always see them like that. It was like she landed and she was bang. It was like I was looking at a real picture, but she was black and white. So I looked very old. Um, and she died quite some years ago. So that was amazing. And that was a little bit of lineage clearing. We did a little bit of lineage clearing because she was really messed up, you know, as you can imagine yeah. from her time in the asylum. And a lot of women were committed back in the day. For silly reasons. And a lot Rebecca. of them unnecessarily. That's what I mean. Yeah. Silly yeah. reasons. Um, forgot to do the shopping, forgot to do the shopping or make dinner, you know? Um, yeah. yeah really getting silly. headaches. Yes. <laughs> My God, isn't it crazy? Uh, anyway, 
I just wanted to say too, and, and a big shout out to Jason and, and to my partner, Matt, because they've got some things to do oh, with, with us. Yes, I <laughs> it's a big package. It is a big package. It is. Um, but um, I was just, when you were just saying about Jason before, uh, saying, you know, with the TV going on and, and what have you, Matt had just the other week, <clears throat> and I think I spoke to you about this too, Michelle, where he was standing in the kitchen he was just eating some cereal oh, yeah. in the kitchen just <laughs> I came in um I've been doing something and I came inside and he's like can you tell your friends to shut the cupboard and I'm looking at him thinking what my friends don't you mean the kids <laughs> like did they leave the cupboard open again or, or what have you he's gone no I was standing here eating my cereal and I looked up and cupboard where all the dishes are I've got this um uh like a, a big cabinet buff, buff, buffet cabinet sort of thing there um but the door just came open he said it just opened by itself impossible which it never does mm. it never does mm. <laughs> he oh, goes, so do you do you think you could maybe ask them to close it next time <laughs> like you tell them yourself <laughs> i was gonna say what do you, yeah. you do it you tell them you tell them <laughs> you take charge that was your experience. That was for your. That was something for you. You needed. They wanted your attention. That's it. That's I right. Like you that. need to well, obviously look for something. <laughs> I mean, you should have had a little dig around. What were they looking for? You know, have a little dig around in there. Yeah. No, well, I don't think there's much. Much there's more much in, in there. there. It was. It is a secondhand cupboard, though. Oh, that's it, funny. And I thought it was absolutely gorgeous. I just loved it. I just that's funny. Loved it. it felt so good it was just so pretty uh, it's very dark wood and it's got like the frosted glass on the on the panels and um, I did change the handles on it though I put some crystal handles on it didn't because they come it's all up, about crystals didn't that come up in a reading didn't that cupboard that sounds very familiar didn't that come up in a reading with me did I mention that thing that cupboard or something it sounds really familiar I'm not sure if it was that one or if it was when I was having that healing with you and yeah. um the bookshelf next to me i thought actually <laughs> jumped a mile because i thought it was going to fall on me i just heard this almighty oh, crack yeah that's right do you remember that yeah, that almighty yeah, crack some, yeah yeah furniture yeah 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 that, that was, was that was huge it was like a whip had mm, been cracked next to mm, me and it was just mm. like whoa so yeah. there was some sort of release that's very big startling release. yeah big release from that. Yep. That actually reminded me too, uh, that story with um, on the weekend, we had a um, clearing, I had to do a house clearing for our Facebook live that we did. And um, the man in the house is quite spiritual and he had been seeing, it's quite funny really, but um, he was going to the bathroom, like to go to the toilet and he would sort of push the toilet door open and there was a man standing in the toilet and it happened quite a few times where he pushed the door open and there's a man in there. And I had picked up on a man remotely, like a male energy remotely. And when he mentioned this and I went into the toilet and I stood in there, it was quite similar to what you're talking about. I stood in there because I wanted to stand in the energy and go, all right, what's going on here? And I was drawn to a tree. There was a tree or a series of trees, very old trees. And it was something about the trees, the trees, the trees. Um, there's something different, something changed, something. And I was like, oh, well, people are chopping them down or whatever the case may be. But there's something about the tree, it's something different. And I'm not happy about it. And he was looking for something. And I felt like there was like a clawfoot bath. I felt like there was a clawfoot bath sort of, so the bathroom would have been sort of close to where it is now, but it wasn't the same house, but there was like a bath and I was like misplaced my bath or something and had dementia. I felt like he had dementia. So it was like he was regressing or going back or something. Anyway, all of this has happened. Now I'm standing kind of the, the it's a toilet. So it's not very wide and the door's here. Now what I did, Denise was like, are you all right? And what happened was I, all of a sudden I went, oh my God. And I stepped, stepped back very quickly and I thought that the door was going to hit me for some reason. Like I actually felt like the door moved. But what it was, was he came and stood in between the door and me and he was right there. And so my body was like, oh God, because I could, I could sense another energy and I thought something was going to hit me. And I went and spoke to the guy and he goes, oh my God. And he said that mango tree in the backyard is like really old. It's covered in moss and it's like really thick. And he's actually chopped a bunch of the branches off. He's chopped it right back. And this guy started appearing after that happened because he was like, oh, leave my tree alone. That was his tree. Because yeah. he just kept referring to the tree and it was something different, you know? And I was just like, oh, they've chopped trees down, whatever. And he goes, no, it's actually that tree. I only just did that like probably, you know, a few weeks ago. And that's when this guy started appearing in the toilet. He hadn't realized the connection. 
So uh, that was very interesting, but I just, yeah, just related to that because it, it was quite jarring. Like it was quite shocking. Yes. Yes, all of a sudden there's someone right in front of you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think the other thing just to put out there too is that it's not, um, you know, nothing can hurt you unless you allow it. Correct. Yep. Really, Correct. Michelle. So yep. you do do a lot of different things, you know, um, I'm sort of just getting into doing house clearings and things like that myself mm -hmm. uh, with, you know, Reiki and, and the Ashati and um, things like Powerful. that as well. But um, what sort of things, just, just so that people, because, you know, a, a lot of people have a lot of fear and, and concern about, mm you know, these encounters, what do you, what could you suggest for them? Yeah, look, I, I do want to just qualify, I guess that because it does sound like I was, you know, terrified. It was more just shocking to have an energy in front of you. So I do want yeah, to say yeah. there's never anything to be afraid of and all of those things. But I do recommend a lot of the time Archangel Michael, and this is especially with kids, you know, if you're scared of the dark and, you know, feel like there's someone in your room and all that sort of stuff is to ask Archangel Michael in. And he works very well for the kids, especially, but also pre-night, you know, pre-night's amazing for dreams, premonitions, but it's like positive. So kids who have night terrors and that sort of thing, um, pre-night's really good for that. So promoting positive dreaming and, and those sorts of things. Um, do you have any tips yourself? Uh, I've got a print off of the Lord's Prayer. Actually, I've got one just right here above me. Oh, the Lord's Prayer is a great one. The yes. The Lord's Prayer is one, all my kids, have that in their room whether they like it or not it's there yes whether they like it or not um and and just sort of protection bubbles obviously you know sort of going back to the basics that you taught us as we we're coming through with mentoring michelle um just going back to the basics making sure you're protecting yourself and your energy and making it a regular a regular everyday yeah it's routine yeah, that's you. Taking charge, taking charge. I think one of the things I do want to say, taking charge, because one of the things people don't realize is they're the boss. You know, these these guys aren't the boss, and I think that's the biggest thing that I talk to kids about. It's like you know, you've got to say here. So if someone's in your room, you don't want them there, and they don't feel good to you. Um, you tell them, you know, um, you need to leave. You know, please go. I don't want you in my room. It's not the right time. Come back later. Whatever it is. But you know, Archangel Michael is really good as well as a backup. You know, if you feel like they're not going, then you call Archangel Michael in, and you know, he sorts them out. So yeah. we've got to remember we are in charge, and I think that's really important. Good message, Beck. Thanks for picking up on that. No, that's okay. I just wanted to put it out there because I know a lot of people go have said to me, you know, you're, what are you're you doing? so brave doing. You're so brave doing all of this, but it's it's not about bravery. It's no. about service. Yep, and source energy, light and love is more powerful than the dark. That's that's a fact. I've, absolutely absolutely yep. and yeah. yeah yeah definitely so um i was going to say something else just then and i've completely lost it popped out of it's your head gone. it's gone might come back find to it you. on the I'll find it on the floor later when i trip yeah. over it there it is <laughs> there it is <laughs> i'll text you found it <laughs> i won't be surprised oh dear so time to get your spirit up is brought to you by my business today which is Insightful Connections. And as we've mentioned, I do do uh, Oracle card readings. I do Reiki um, and Ashati healings, uh, Reiki Master, and um, just lots of, you know, just trying to get the message out there mainly, uh, trying to get the message out there to, you know, help people raise their vibrations and help them feel better about themselves. Mm -hmm. Really, really important, especially now, especially mm. now yeah so there's a lot brain. of change going on oh here she is again so uh, do you, you have, have anything any... yeah <laughs> I, I was just about to say did you have any tips or i, I do see, i could just see michelle's top of michelle's you probably can't see much of me at all in front of the uh, camera <laughs> but that's okay joy wants her dinner uh, in case you haven't noticed so uh yes i was going to mention to people maybe if you're into this sort of thing um if you want to have an encounter I like to do cemetery tours and this isn't scary. This isn't a haunted house kind of, you know, scary stuff. It's just, you know, cemetery tours are really good because not saying that everyone kind of hangs out there for every, every, you know, the rest of their life, but I do find when I could do cemetery tours that I get a lot of orbs, you know, so if you want it to capture evidence of, you know, the other side, um, then I recommend a cemetery tour. The other thing is a jail tour. You know, I did a jail tour when I was in Tasmania and we went through a bunch of different cells um, at Richmond, which is a really small little place, but very historic. And it was all constructed in like the 1800s. 
and we went through and did this little tour and um and most of the sales were quite light it was very interesting there was like shoes under the house you know for good luck and you know it warding off evil spirits and whatever and then i went into um you know this last cell and it was almost like all the light had just been sucked out of the room it was really 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 dark in there and i was like oh and i stepped into the other one and went back and i'm like oh it's really weird like why is the light so dark in here there's like literally no light you couldn't see a thing and i had a weird feeling and i I sort of walked up to the door to take a photo and all of a sudden i was like oh my god oh my god and i was just like i had this feeling like you know again like something was going to happen or someone was standing there it was just it was startling so my husband's taken off the door he's like not having a bar of this and he's like thank god we're getting out of here and then I was like, no, no, hang on, hang on. And I'm very brave. I was like, no, I need to go back and take a photo of this. Whatever this is, I need to get a photo. And now I was saying to you, I think, that I wish I had a, like shone a light in there. Like, I wish I had a, like thought to like turn my torch on or something because I took two photos and it looks like there's something coming out of the wall. But I don't know if there actually was something coming out of the wall, but everyone said to me, it looks like someone's head. And I'm like, yeah, it does. But I don't know if there was something coming out of the wall because I didn't shine my light in there. So I can't rule it out. I can't say that it was definitely paranormal. But it was bloody dark, like really dark. You're, in just there. Gonna, you're just gonna have to go back. I know, I know. We're we're planning already. <laughs> we're planning our trip already. Uh, but you know that was kind of cool. So you know, um, you know, these are the kinds. of this broad daylight as well, which is amazing. So it's not always at night time that things happen. So you know, I just feel like cemeteries are great. Jails are great. I, I do jails and cemeteries wherever I go. Jason's like, oh my god, here we go again. Um, but he he quite likes it as well. You know, I got to be honest. So. You know, I feel like if you want to have little encounters, that can be a good way to do it. And going to different places and seeing, you know, the jail or the whatever, you may not do that normally. You know, the cemetery, I like to walk through cemeteries. And it's just interesting reading the stones and how old they are and what they died from and all that stuff. I find that very interesting. So, um, you know, it's getting in touch with the other side. And, and, you know, some people say they're not sensitive, but a lot of people have said, you know, I just got this feeling someone just walked over my grave. You know, that kind of, yeah. you know, that sort of goosebumpy yep. weird feeling. Um, a lot of people have had that and just write it off. So, you know, sometimes going to the cemetery or a jail or something, you can have those kind of, oh, it's a bit weird. It's a bit weird vibe, like kind of Port Arthur, you know, it's quite haunting. Um, mm. And you can't explain it, you know? So putting yourself in those positions is sometimes interesting. See how your body reacts. Um, do you have any recommendations here, Beth, that you wanted to make? Uh, no, I think probably, you know, other things you can do is... Um... I think the books was a good suggestion. Yeah, the books, the books are the ones like just just to read up. Obviously, you know, if you're you're reading up, I, I, what I wanted to say before when you were talking about the tombstones and just reading them and about the history in the graveyards and things like that, um, it's it's very interesting um, to to maybe take note and journal different things that happened to yeah, you. Yeah, good idea. Um, and in that instance, so you know, like. Matt, for example, with the cupboard door, mm. um, I should have probably journaled that down mm. that day and just yep. made a note of it, just Sorry. to see if anything else sort of, you know, what you, you know, what you're aware of, and as you're aware of these things, you become yes. more aware of things. Correct. Um, but also with the with the cemetery, going out there and looking at the tombstones or reading the information out there, and um, <clears throat> what is it you're being drawn to, like? What made you go to that one in particular and read mm. that one as opposed to the one next to it? What Correct. do you think? You know, yeah, um, it's vibrational. So, what what was it that drew you there? And maybe journaling that down. Mm. Uh, mm. That'd be something interesting. So, if anyone goes out there and does that, would love to to you know speak to you about your journal entries. Absolutely, yeah. It's definitely making you more aware. It's funny, like sometimes during readings, I say to people, "Do you get ringing ears and going deaf?" And they go, "No." And then all of a sudden, it starts, and they go, "Oh my." and it like it only just makes it's just that awareness isn't it you know putting yourself out there it's like one of the cemeteries i went to and i got some really good photos there it's in brisbane it's near a jail and i was standing next to one tombstone it's just interesting when you said you know why do you go to that one i was standing next to one tombstone in particular and i felt like there was a light and i felt like i could see with my naked eye and i thought oh that's pretty and it was like a blue light anyway i captured it on my image like i took quite a few pictures because what was happening i don't know what it was where there was a blue light shooting up out of the tombstone like this light was shooting up out of it. Like it was like this kind of, you know, rocket ship or something. I was like, what is that? And, um, and I got, a, I took several photos and I finally managed to get one. And you can see this bright blue light coming up out of the tombstone. I was like, that wow. is incredible. And I captured it, but it was just, yeah, I could sort of see it with my naked eye. So um, yeah, as Beck's saying, make it more aware, put it into your awareness. Um, and that can be a really great way to have more of those experiences. 
Um, but next we're going to be talking about time for a change. And what this is all about is, you know, a lot of us have been in our comfort zones and for someone who's been made redundant, you know, I was definitely in my comfort zone. Um, I've always wanted to do this kind of work, but I was like, oh, well, this is an income. It's reliable. Do, do, do. And then next minute, the, um, you know, the uh, hammer comes down and I've, uh, I'm out of work. So, you know, it sort of forced me to do this out of the comfort zone. So, you know, we're going to talk about ways to, I guess, get out of the comfort zone. So it doesn't mean that you're going to have to quit your job, mm. but there may be other things that we can do that just yeah. switch it up a little bit, make life a bit more interesting or exciting. Yeah, maybe some ways not to resist the change. Ah, yeah, good one. That's a good idea. So that's what we're going to be talking about next week, which is so great. And um, Beck, I just want to say thank you for uh, joining me on this journey. And, you know, I just love, you know, we talk to each other several times a week anyway. So this is, you know, no real big deal for us because we do talk a lot. But um, I just really appreciate you and I really appreciate you jumping in here. And I feel like you're starting to feel comfortable, you know, as well, which is awesome. Um, because this is a little bit out of your comfort zone. It is. It is very much. And, and um, you know, maybe that's something we can talk about next I week. I just am going to add change. this. I'm just adding this. I'm just adding this. This is a great idea. Uh, Rebecca, <laughs> during the podcast, it's a good example. That's a big yeah. change. Big yeah. change I've gone. But, Michelle, I love you so much and I appreciate Same. you. I'm just so grateful. And I've said this to you so many times. Extremely grateful to to have been, you know, come across into your path and and build a path together as well super grateful really grateful (laughs) um and really it's just a torture rebecca i just want to drag you out of that damn comfort zone and so that's what i'm doing that's my aim absolutely (laughs) i'm dragging her out of that damn comfort zone uh, she's yeah. out there making plastic flowers again let's get her yes busy. oh gosh oh my gosh see you would have been committed to an asylum for that back in the day Rebecca I just going to say that I mean if you're making plastic flowers I would have had you committed I would have committed you I don't think I would have made it that far no well that's very true that's very true alright my love uh, great chat and I will speak to you next week thank you thank you everyone thank you